You're listening to episode 47 of the Walking Closer Podcast. Welcome to Walk Closer Podcast. I'm Adam Como, your host. Today is Burnout Part 3. In this episode, I want to continue to relate to you some of the things that I learned in the process that I went through uh, in uh, recovering from burnout in my own situation. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. So I've been relating to you some of my own experiences with burnout. If you recall, I related the fact that I felt very cynical, I, I feeling extremely ineffective um, and just flat out exhausted. And while I was not in full burnout mode, in other words, I had not had a, a mental breakdown yet, I was moving towards it, moving fast. Uh, in fact, it was so, it, uh, these feelings and what was going on was no longer just under the surface. It was just all around me, inescapable, very apparent. Uh, I, I felt inadequate to do my job as I needed to do it or as it needed to be done. And I, I was so focused, though, on the negative that it was all I could see. And, and as a result, I just wanted to exclude myself from everything and everyone, just completely detach. I was tired. I just felt done, like I didn't want to deal anymore. I was so overwhelmed with what needed to be done and I was tired of, at the same time, catering to other people. I was uh, concerned about my future. And uh, and I was operating with a tremendous deficit of trust and respect for people in key places and, uh, and for people in general. There were several reasons for all of this and several things I needed to do immediately to help me turn things around. And uh, the most urgent thing I had to change was feeling like I had to do it all. I genuinely, I genuinely just, just felt this pressure from believing people thought I was supposed to do everything. And I think this was more of a carryover from previous years in ministry and, and my experiences there. Um, but I, I want to walk you through a few other steps. Um, in the last episode, there were some things that I mentioned that I was able to do immediately. Uh, things I could put in place immediately and to help me turn things around. Then there were some other things I had to actually work through and come to terms with. I want to talk to you about those things, just a few of those. And I want to share what I think is going to be helpful and appropriate in this setting or platform. Uh, but, but first of all, the, the, the thing that I had to come to terms with was the fact that I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert who handles himself, uh, I think, well in public. Um, in fact, on the Enneagram, if you're familiar with it, uh, I'm a five and a close four. There's a point or two that separates those. I'm an investigator and individualist. Um, and while much of what I do demands a certain level of both socializing, what I'm going to refer to as internalizing, and, and most of, of what I do when I am internalizing is what I'm communicating and focused on when I'm socializing. And that's a problem. Um, that can be completely, I mean, extremely disastrous. And it, it was for me because my mind had settled into being, being on 24-7. And what this meant was my mind was always focused on work. And and I, I was okay with that, though. 
I, I would uh, I would justify it because of the nature of my work. Being in ministry meant you always have to be on, right? It's what I do. When are you not focused on these things? When are these things not important or priorities? Uh, in ministry, you're on call 24-7. You never know what's going to happen and when you're going to be needed. Um, I had no boundaries, though. And as a result, my mind was constantly consumed. I, I desperately needed some type of boundaries. I, I, I had to become intentional uh, about downtime is what I learned. Um, that's the conclusion I came to. Um, and someone might, might say that uh, I had no life outside of work. Uh, and uh, I needed some meaningful hobbies, though. I, I needed some recreational life. The problem is anything I do, even if it's meant to just be for fun, I would go just whole hog intense with it. It would consume me and become something other than relaxing fun. And what I learned is that I have to be intentional about not feeling like I'm in a rush and remind myself to slow down and enjoy the process of what I'm doing. You know, one of the things I like to do is I like I like to build things. I like repairing things. I like refurbishing old um you know, furniture, uh, bringing things back to life. I like to, uh, I like woodworking. And but one of the things that I realized I was doing, even when I was involving and engaging myself in things that were meant to be fun and relaxing, was I would rush through them like as if there was a deadline, like as if I had to get it done. And not enjoying the process and something that was meant to be relaxing and fun became something stressful. And that's a problem because burnout is caused by stress. And, uh, uh, and the lack of refreshment, right? And and uh, so I had to be very intentional about making myself slow down and relax and enjoy the time, enjoy the process of what I was going through. And in doing so, doing things right and things would always come out a whole lot better uh, that way as well. And, and then as time goes on, I'm still learning how to step back and step away and go out, right, to do fun things. Like I said, burnout is caused by stress and a lack of refreshment, and so you have to go beyond, right, just a day off, and you have to uh, engage yourself in those things that are going to be rejuvenating and strengthening and life-giving, if you will. And uh, another another thing I had to come to terms with was the fact that I was not suited for certain tasks. Um, there, there were things outside of my wellhouse, so to speak. And for the longest time, you know, I've been known as a jack-of-all-trades, um, that could either be a good thing or a bad thing. From my perspective, it was like, I wish I was just like really good at one thing. But I've always just been a jack of all trades. Um, and but, but coming with that, I thought that, well, yeah, there's nothing that I can't learn. There's nothing that I can't do. However, there are certain things that I realized that I will never really be good at. Um, and I had to learn to let those things go and be okay with it. I learned I needed to spend more time doing the things I actually like to do. And uh, if something wasn't a strength of mine, sure, I, I, I can learn how to do something. But I learned to be okay with not being able to master it, not being able to do it in such a way uh, where I would uh, exceed at it. Um, and uh, like, I don't have a problem learning to do new things. But I also can't pour all my energy in trying to do something better uh, that I'm not designed to do. It's just not within... Uh, the core strengths that I have and um, and what would set me up for success and what would allow me to set up or uh, do ministry in a successful way or an effective way, should I say. Um, so um, 
Now, along with that, right, is, is I realized that I had fallen into this comparison trap. That didn't help anything. I, I in other words, allowed that comparison trap to uh, define the expectations that I had. Um, that and expectations that have never been set forth. You know, and it's so easy to to do this when you you see others who are what you would consider successful, and you see what it is that you think they do, and you connect those two and realize that you don't compare, right? And uh, you that that becomes your standard, though, and uh, you're not seeing the same results. Um, and when you don't see the same results, you're failing, and you know you begin to think that you're not adequate, and you know you're not successful. And I had fallen into that trap, and uh, I needed to break free from it. That's when I I started to focus in on what my strengths really were, keeping my eyes in the place where I found myself planted, and started to focus on doing the best that I could with my abilities. And again. I'm all for growing and learning new things, but not forgetting, you know, those things where that I'm really good at, the things that I've been called created to do. And in doing so, not forgetting those things uh, helps keep the proper perspective for me and uh, keeping me from comparing myself to others who are created uh, much different from myself. And I, and I, could, I could say lots more. Uh, about all of this, but overall, through this journey, I was reminded to remember my calling, the fact that ministry can be tough and dirty. It can be messy and frustrating and confusing. I was reminded of who it was that called me and who it is that sustains me and that I could I could honestly persevere. I was reminded that ministry is not done solely in or by my own power, and I was reminded to pray for my critics and to do so uh, in doing so, I would gain just, just fresh perspective, right? A, a, a new perspective, and it would help me actually focus on the things that Paul said to focus on, right? Like the <laughs> the things that are good and honorable and pure and lovely, etc. And I uh, it help me focus on the positive and uh, help me look for those things if I couldn't find them or it was hard to see. Because remember, I was so focused on the negative, I was so cynical, um, and I, I was reminded to to even, when it came to critics, wait a day before responding to them um, if they needed to, if you needed to respond at all. And I, I realized the value and the need, though, for, for downtime as well and to not neglect my own relationship with God. Now, that might sound funny to you because you're in ministry, right? It, it might seem strange, but when everything you do is in light of others' spiritual welf- welfare, you can mistake that for your own your own soul care, if you will, your own care. And and sure, it's beneficial, and there are things that you pick up uh, in some ways by, uh, you know, ministering to other people But in that process. But doing ministry is not equivalent to personal soul care. Um, it, it, it's, not, it's not the same. And uh, to be honest, this was the biggest thing I learned through this whole journey. I realized that I was horrible at taking care of myself, and I needed to do better at this. And so... That's what I'm doing. Um, in fact, at, at the time this episode is uploaded, I should have just returned back from a seven-week sabbatical. I uh, pre-recorded this podcast and several other episodes prior to this to upload during the time I was gone. I just scheduled them to automatically upload uh, for consistency's sake. And uh, I made all the preparations needed so I can 
basically spend my time focusing on my relationship with God. Uh, and one of the things that I hope to return with is a better approach to ongoing personal care because this is something that I have to constantly learn and adapt to as I learn more and more and more about myself and um, and you know, and as my my experiences, as my situations change and the needs change and the things that I have to engage in change over time, um, I have to be able to adapt to those things and I have to be able to be consistent with ongoing care, personal care. And um, so I, I hope to come back with a new approach or a better approach, if you will, to this ongoing personal care, things that I can do for myself, things I going to do that fit me with who I am and where I am on my journey um, that will help refresh and nourish me all along the way. Um, I, I also plan to do a, a five-day silent retreat uh, in the midst of the sabbatical. I have a few books I plan to read, very light on the theological side, I might add, and, and even some fiction books. Uh, I'm going to be doing some things uh, with my wife and kids, and you know, most importantly, I'm going to rest. Um, and when I return, I might might share with you some of my own experiences, but I'm not sure about that. I'm trying not to plan things out like this uh, because then I will experience them differently. I will be, you know, while I'm going through this process, you know, I'll be thinking in the back of my mind in light of sharing, right? And that changes everything. And uh, in a sense, it becomes work. And so that's not what we're wanting to do here. Um, I'm really wanting to spend time and rest and uh, experience refreshment and rejuvenation and the strength that needs to be there and uh, really experience the wisdom behind sabbaticals and taking sabbaticals, right? And it's not a vacation. It's more like a spiritual discipline um, where you are purposely disengaging yourself and in doing so, focusing on yourself in light of who you are and your relationship with God and what you're doing is not in light of what other people need and how you can minister to other people and how you can be effective and make an impact on others. It's not about that at all. Uh, this is about me, and it's about my journey with God and that relationship and really just finding rest, rest in his arms, um, if you will, and learning you know, as a result of this um, you know, the things that I need to do to better take care of myself so that I could keep myself from going down this road again. That ultimately leads to leads to burnout. So I hope this has been helpful to you, especially if you're experiencing even even a taste of, of burnout. Uh, and but these are my experiences, and I only relate what I think would be helpful in hopes of pointing you in a good direction. And if you're interested in resources, I will mention again Daniel Sherman's uh, Pastor Burnout Workbook. Uh, obviously, it's geared towards people in ministry, but it's pretty generic to be honest. And I think anyone could benefit. Um, you know, from this. And so, uh, also, before I go, I want to mention that at the time of this recording, I am finalizing some things for the official launch of the Walking Closer website. And so, by the time this episode is made live, if you're listening to this, you should be able to access the website. So, please take some time to check out the new uh, website, walkingcloser.com. And, uh, in fact, you can just subscribe uh, there and receive notifications when new content is added. So uh, so check it out. I'll be talking about a little bit more about this uh, in the next few uh, episodes for sure. So, so thanks for listening. Please consider subscribing to this podcast so you won't miss an episode. If you like what you heard, please consider sharing. And if you have any questions, you can drop me an email, send me a message, 
adamandwalkingcloser.com. And join me next time as we explore becoming like Jesus from the inside out.